And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the book of Acts, the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, he did not open his mouth. Uh Uh-oh. This is one of the reasons why Jesus is my personal savior. And one of the reasons why I don't do too many interviews or public exposures. Right here. You're thinking, what? I'm not confident I can keep or maintain myself without freaking out. Okay? This is not false humiliation. Just an honest evaluation. One of the reasons that I really have a lot of respect for Dr. Jeffress. Could never do what he does. Just couldn't do it. I would just, like, my ears would fall off my head. Okay? Uh, bottom line is I pray to have more self-control. I pray to have self-control like Jesus had self-control. I pray to operate in this fruit of the Holy Spirit. How about you guys? Do you pray for that? I do. Uh, also, next, one of the more significant issues flowing through the 21st century church is this principle of legacy, what we leave behind. And so many of us Parents want to leave behind children who will follow in our faith's footsteps. Wouldn't that be awesome? If they had the same spiritual zone that we had, well, guess what? Jesus didn't have any physical children to carry on his legacy. So uh, how did he do in leaving his mark? Pretty good, huh? And then finally, people don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. You know that. We don't have them. People don't have them. But we should know the word and the Lord well enough that if somebody asks us, hey, what's this whole Christian thing really about, that we could answer them. We don't have to be brilliant or professional. We just need to share about Jesus. And we start from where they're at. God will do the rest. Amen? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oh, boy. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Noive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show. Did you know that? You can call us during the show. You call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call... You'll end up talking to Mighty Gabriel. And talking to Mighty Gabriel is like this. It's like hearing 
a good rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. And then you will fly. I like it. I just think it's really solid. It works good. Work good on both of those. All right, back to the show. <laughs> so, if we have, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, if you have something you want to share, something that's going on, you are welcome to reach out to us and to touch base with the show. We also do this thing called trivia. I think it's kind of fun. It kind of keeps our brains active. Here you go. According to the book of Genesis, which patriarch's name? means deceiver. That means that somebody in Genesis, very powerful, prominent person in Genesis, before Mo, okay, before Mo, okay, this person, his name means deceiver. Which patriarch's name means deceiver? Okay, if you think you know, as we told you, you can reach out to us. You can call, what is our number? Hold on, let me get the piece of paper. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, I'm not going to tell on this person because of how much I love this person. <laughs> is that a white But listen, when I'm talking about things or sharing things, you never have to agree with everything I say. Unless it's just split straight out of the word, then you can't, you know. The righteousness that we have is Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like, okay, you can't, there's not a lot of argument. But if you did disagree with something, then I have to say, like, if you don't like comic books, I forgive you. <laughs> it's, it's not a biblical mandate. It's just a point of view. Uh, but remember, remember how much I love, especially to this person whom I adore, uh, her and her husband, she should uh, know. I think it was funny what she said. And by the way, if you win tithes, all right, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what you say. Tithes. Uh, that's pretty good. Not double tithes in an offering, though. We talked about that yesterday. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you? I'm hanging in there and doing real good. I'm uh... I'm pleased to say. All right. I'm glad to hear that. Now, yeah, I don't know if you got a chance to hear yesterday's show, but yesterday's show we had Captain Chris sharing some of the things that's going on, especially I wanted to tell you because he's got a fantastic opportunity, life opportunity, and he's, I mean, even he's just got to take it. And so he's training Gabriel. We're calling Gabriel Mighty Gabriel to take his place. So I just wanted you to know, because I know how much you love and appreciate Captain Chris. And so, you know, I just wanted you to be aware. I was wondering what was going on uh, because he was a good, good right-hand man for you. Yes, he was. And we're going to do our best to help Mighty Gabriel get to that same spot. It won't be the same. It's never going to be, you can't replace somebody exactly with somebody else, but Mighty Gabriel will come into his own and do the very things that that he needs to do uh, under the anointing of the Lord. And uh, we've been praying that the Lord would bless Captain Chris. And his last day technically is Saturday, but the last day on our show will be Friday. So tomorrow I'll try and make him all mushy and gushy and stuff. That'll be my goal, okay? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Chris, and uh, and I know Gabriel, like Michael, will do a great job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good job, right there. Very good. All right, my friend. According yeah. to Genesis, what patriarch's name means deceiver? I remember right is Jacob. That is correct, sir. You are right. 
and give me a moment. I want to pray over you, if that's okay. Can I do that with you? Yes. All right. Yes, let's and, uh, let's pray. Let's uh, go ahead. I'm gonna say this, and I, I know this is stepping out real, real deep in the spiritual realm. And I don't know if I did it flippantly, but I know the Lord knows. And uh, I mentioned to you once before how much I I, I cry for Easton's uh, recovery and wholeness. And I did I did offer myself a physical uh, sacrifice for him to be whole. I don't know whether the Lord's going to do that or not. I don't know. But uh, I just said, you know, Lord, I'm old. There's no need of me hanging around. Let's get Easton up and ready. And so he'll be whole. And if you make him whole, I'll be willing to give up my flesh for his flesh so that he can live. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was flippant, but it was in my heart to say that. Say that because I love the boy. I don't even know him. Yeah, sure. that's that's just the Holy Spirit as as a, full of compassion. Your heart's full of compassion. Uh, any any man who's willing to lay down his life for somebody else that's that's the example. That's the line that Jesus defined as the greatest love of all. That right there, because right. You, you have that going on, and I love you for that. And you know I do, and you know how much I appreciate you and your spirit. So let me pray, because you know what's great is that the Lord could heal both of you. That's what I'm hoping for. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my brother H.G. Everybody who's listening in this audience joins me in this prayer. We are asking for the healing power that comes through the name of Jesus Christ. The same healing power that James and, and, and Peter and John operated with as they were drawing close and as they ministered to people and loved on people after spending time with Jesus. We're just asking for that same anointing to fall upon our brother Ace, and that he would know it, he would receive it, and he would be blessed by it and be refreshed by it and stand in it. Please, Lord, by your power, by your grace, by your anointing, heal this man. We plead with you to do so in Jesus' name. Amen yeah. and amen. I agree. Thank you so much. Amen, brother. Nice of you. I say the greatest prayers. I uh, appreciate you being my Jew brother and friend. Okay, I, pre- I appreciate you too. You know how much I love you. Uh, I do too. Thank you, Louie. Appreciate right. you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that's Brother Ace. All right, now let's see. Where are we at? We're so far out. <laughs> do we Do we even – I don't even know what – do we, we we use clocks in this second hour? It doesn't seem like we do. All right, I got to teach this because I can't leave this out there. Uh, uh, it's really important for people to, to know what we're talking about. So let's do this thing in Acts. Now, again, Gabriel has never done this part either, so we're going to drop this part on him. He's going to get to do the most amazing sound effects that has ever been created for all of mankind in all history of all the universe. Here it comes, the single greatest sound effect we've ever come up with in regards to expository teaching, and here we go. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! There it is. We spent all of five cents to get that. I want you to know that's our entire budget for sound. Don't forget that. Uh, Acts chapter 8. <laughs> we have more fun than anybody. I don't we just have more fun. I don't care. All right. Uh, we're picking it back up with Philip. And there's this one thing that Jesus does. And I I just, you know, sometimes I read and, and, you know, oh, maybe I could have done that. You know, I certainly could have messed up like the disciples. So I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> it's not, that part's not that. Difficult. But there's some things that like Jesus does. And I just like, how does he do that? 
You know what I'm saying? It's like amazing. So let me pick it up from verse 29 in Acts uh, chapter 8. It says, The Holy Spirit said to Philip, uh, Go over and walk alongside beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. He asked, Do you understand what you are reading? Verse 31 says this, The man replied, How can I when there's no one to instruct me? And and he begged Philip to come up to the chariot, the carriage and sit with him, or chariot. Uh, the passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb is silenced before the shears, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. And you just read this and you go, first of all, wow, right? I mean, because, wow, Isaiah 53, I mean, right, of seven, it's just like, wow. Second, I, I'm i sorry, and you, most of you will understand this, I speak for a living, okay? It's amazing that I got through any class with writing because I'm much more of a speaker than I am a writer, okay? But it says, as they're quoting Isaiah 53, Jesus did not open his mouth, and when Jesus stood before Herod in that second portion, he didn't say anything. And it's like... How did he not go? I just want to know how he didn't go. You wackadoodle. I mean, I just don't get it. I just, I, I don't know if I can do it. Right? You sit there and, and there's all these things that I want to say. It's like, can't say that. It's like, what do you mean I can't say that? You know, somebody says, you know, one thing. I mean, they just, they're just now doing this. And it's like, I'm not going to call out names, but they're just now, you know, for, for 50 years, recession is, is two, two, two quarters in a row where the, the GDP goes down. For, two, for 50 years, all of a sudden, it's not. It's like, oh, come on. And yet, there is a restriction. Could you imagine? Jesus. They're making comments to him. He's the creator. He's God Almighty. He's born of the Holy Spirit and of woman. He's way before these people. He's way beyond these people. Says nothing. Oh, my goodness. This is why I'm just so impressed with that. I can't do that. I mean, he, well, I mean, I can if I can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. But how did he do that? Right? He didn't open his mouth. He didn't respond. This is a fruit of the Spirit, by the way. What this is, it's called self-control. By the way, that's fruit number nine of the Holy Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. <laughs> I'm still trying to do love. <laughs> number one. That's number nine. Oh, no. But Jesus operated in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? The truth is, there's a time to say nothing. That, that is the power of God. Not winning the argument, just saying nothing. That won the day. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, Verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. And that's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing he overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to, to Jairus. Right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. It's like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, The doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. (laughs) What? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind man who are like, people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it. And he shouts out all the more. It's at some point, you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, I'm not paying attention to that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready, because we're going to do something. Now, Gabriel hasn't had a chance to do this yet, so I'm going to drop this on him now. We're going to do a trivia question, but it does require the horn. And so we're going to have him play the horn. See, what's really good is he's getting to do all the different things today. So it's just like all these different things are combining. It's really good. Good job, Gabriel. We're only going to do that once. I'll let you know if we're doing it twice. I'll always tell you. Okay? Here it is. Get ready. Oh, this is tough. I'm just telling you it's tough. According to Ecclesiastes, what has already been named? 
<laughs> now, now, folks, this is not easy. So don't no, nobody disturb you. You can go to Ecclesiastes and look for it. Okay, I'm just saying what has already been named. It's not a trick question, but it's kind of a trick question. It's not a full trick question. It's maybe three quarters of a somersault kind of trick question. If you think you know the answer, nine seven. No, I'm not really anticipating many people getting this. Just so you can know, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero is that's the number you can call. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You can send an email David at he must increase dot org. I'm also hoping this does not become one of those controversial ones. Those are no fun. Uh, in the meantime, I have a joke. Yeah, that's right. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Let me give this one a decent. This is all I'm going to give it on this. All right. A new preacher preached a sermon in Kentucky against tobacco. Now, wait. I just want to say, this is a joke, people. For those of you that are legalistic, shut this off. Turn it off. Come back in about 60 seconds. A new preacher preached a sermon in Kentucky against tobacco. A deacon said, Pastor, Kentucky is the heart of tobacco country. All right. The minister prepared a sermon on the evils of whiskey. Another deacon noted Kentucky is famous for its whiskeys. Next, the, pre- the, the preacher preached sermons on the evil of horse racing. Pastor, maybe you didn't know it, but horse racing is very popular in Kentucky. Well, what can I preach on, the pastor asked. Son, said the deacon, why don't you preach on witch doctors? There's not one in a thousand miles of here. That's it. <laughs> it's funny. In its own little way. Okay. Nobody's supporting the use of whiskey or tobacco or horse racing on this show. That's our official disclaimer. Now, that's funnier than the joke. That's why that's funny. All right. So the trivia question for those that are just scratching their heads. I I probably shouldn't have done this one. I just couldn't resist it. Uh, According to Ecclesiastes, what has already been named? Now, you got to think about the guy in Ecclesiastes, and he's having his moments, right? So this is kind of a unique question. We do have somebody that's going to answer it. If they are even remotely close or even possibly, I'm going to give it to them no matter what. I'm just telling you right now because that's how we're going to do this because it's a tough question. All right. Go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will. How are you? Oh, it's hot, but other than that, I'm doing great, and I hope you're better. <laughs> I am better, but I will confess I am not hot in the studio. That's the best thing about the studio, and probably one of the reasons I do the job is they have to keep studios cold because of all the equipment. <laughs> so it's like it's built-in air conditioning no matter what. So it's like that's kind of a nice thing. So I'm sorry you're hot. Uh, this is a tough question, Will. Are you ready for this? Do you think you're, you think you're going to get this one? This is a tough one. Uh- I'm guessing. I think so. All right. Let's see. Here we go. According to Ecclesiastes, what has already been named? I think it's like everything that already is. That is correct. Yes. Yes, sir. That is it. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, my goodness. That is you get a badge for that one. That is it. That is such a tough question. It's like, what is already named? Everything. <laughs> I mean, God named the stars. Adam named the animals. Everything that's been named. Exactly. Oh, my. You did so good. I'm so impressed. I am. I'm telling you, that's a badge right there. You get a badge for that one. That's a good one. 
You did yes, great. You did great, sir. Thank you so much. You bet. You yep. have a blessed day. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. What a great job. That's the t- That was one of the toughest questions we've asked. I'm just saying. Don't get mad at me. All right. Nobody get mad at me. All right. All right. Let's go back into this next little portion here. I want to make sure we cover all of it. Uh, we are in this portion in Acts chapter 8. And we are at verse uh, the 31 when the man says uh, to Philip, how can I when there's no one to instruct me? He begged Philip to come up in the carriage and sit with them. Uh, Verse 32, the passage of Scripture he'd been reading is this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and his lamb is silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. He was humiliated, received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Now, why that's important is is not it is important and it is important. Let me tell you why it's important. Because in the church in the last two years, there has been a sweeping teaching. And it happens all the time. For those that are not aware, who only go to one church or whatever, there's always these things that kind of sweep through the church. One person hears it, another person hears it. Different denominations hear it, then they kind of spread it around. It's just what happens. Uh, usually it comes from denominational tops, and then they kind of share a little bit. Here is what the church has been teaching in the last couple of years. Legacy is critical. That's what they've been teaching. I'm just telling you, if you're not familiar, your church isn't doing it, it's okay. It doesn't mean it won't get there, and it doesn't mean it will get there. Uh, but I'm just saying legacy, legacy, legacy. And so like, what do you want to leave as a legacy? You know what I'd like to leave as a legacy? My clothes as I'm going through the rapture and going up to my new heaven. I mean, I'm, 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 that's what I'm looking for. My legacy is the dust that I leave as I go up. <laughs> Bye! And don't, you know, just be honest about it. Every one of us wants to be able to turn to the person who didn't believe and go, uh-huh. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. I told you, right? Here's the bottom line. Jesus did not leave a legacy of children. It's a fact. You can't change that, right? We're talking about biological legacy. But Jesus has more children than anybody you have ever met. He has probably, I mean, from a statistical analysis, you might even consider that from the beginning of the year till now, he probably has billions. But it's just like if you think about how it works, he didn't have a legacy. He didn't have um, the, you know, the monument that he erected. Okay, I'm not talking about what people did after. I'm talking about what he erected, leaving his own legacy. Other people tried to create legacies for him, right? I get that. But here's the legacy that Jesus left. That is in, you can't change it. He spoke into people's lives. And they spoke into people's lives. And they spoke into people's lives. Now times that by about 2,000, and then you can say, and they spoke into your life. Get it? Jesus' legacy is what he poured into people his love that he gave them, that he demonstrated by dying on the cross, by burying the pain of the sin, and by being buried on our behalf. He also then established, of course, the forever legacy by resurrecting. But I want you to understand something about what Jesus did. He didn't build a monument to himself, which is something, by the way, that Saul did, uh, build a monument to himself and go, looky here. This is what I'm leaving. Jesus poured himself into people knowing that that would be eternal fruit. 
And you can tell me all you want about monuments, buildings, streets, schools, and all of those things have their names changed. <laughs> every, every one of them. But when we go to heaven, the name of Jesus will never be changed. That's legacy. Not not what you can build for yourself, what you leave in your own name. And is it wrong to leave something? Because of course not. King David left something for Solomon so he can build a temple. Nobody's saying that's wrong. But don't misunderstand eternal legacy and, and temporal legacy. Eternal legacy. That's the fruit we take into the next place. You think that's important? I don't know. Everything else ain't going in. So <laughs> that's important. The legacy that Jesus left was pouring his love into our lives. And now we pour his love into other people's lives. That, my friends, that's the way to do it. Okay? All right. Hey, I'm liking today. Sorry. Uh, okay. You're I'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. 
and they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. I just tried to send somebody a, a uh, text, and my voice recognition system has decided it will not uh, respond to anything I say. Just so, so if anybody gets a text from me and it looks weird or sounds weird, just so you can know, that's what's going on. I wrote something something trivia, and you know what it said? It said Batman trivia. <laughs> and I went, wait, wait, wait. So I redid it again because I was trying to say nice on trivia, and it said ice trivia. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> Leave that there. Here's your next trivia uh, uh, question. Uh, in the Old Testament, why did Jacob name a place Penel? Why did J ja- in the Old Testament? Why did Jacob name a place Penel? Okay. Why did he name it that? A little bit of Old Testament stuff today. That's all right. And three is usually a pretty tough trivia question. So nobody beat yourself up if you can't get these. Uh, you should get number four, though. That's all I'm going to say. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the call-in number. 214-210-8483 is the text. And then David at he must org. That would be the email. I want to send you up to the website because we always send you up to the website. There's so many things I can tell you. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it is true that there's blah, blah, and then blah, 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 and then blah, 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 but it's a good place to give. And that's really one of the big things. So please check out he must org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org Wait, that's it? (laughs) I'm sipping my tea and you're telling me it's over? I can't even finish sipping my tea. I didn't even get enough tea time there. Wait a minute. That sounds like a golfer. Uh, Okay. Uh, I do need permission from Joanne and Cordelia. Not in this segment. In the next segment to share that a little bit of that email you shared with me yesterday. I just want your permission because I forgot to ask because I've been busy. That's that's the reason why. All right. So uh, bottom line is we're asking the trivia question. The trivia question is, what was the trivia? Oh, yeah. In the Old Testament, why did Jacob name a place uh, Pinnell? Uh, and if you think you know the answer, you can call in, which we have somebody calling in. So we're going to get to them. You have a brief moment to still text in. 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Now, knock. this is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Dr. David. This is Joy Ann. How are you doing? I'm doing How's fantastic. Uh, it's just a great How's Things are toe? going great. They're fantastic. How are you doing? I'm fine. 
fine. Oh, yeah, we, we were worried about your broken toe the other day, so we're, we're glad that's okay. You, know what, you, know, what, you well, know what you do for a broken toe? You tape it. <laughs> that's what you do. That's right. We don't put a cast on it. So. That's right. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. We know a lot of people driving with a casted toe be like, I don't know yeah. why I pushed go. <laughs> like, like, that's bad for that. <laughs> well, well, we're glad you're okay. Well, I, I'm going to kind of... Uh, I'm doing a Deborah, I'm guessing a little bit on this one. Oh, <laughs> wow. Your Bible. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> like, All right. Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't get the last one. You stumped us on that one. That's that, a good that's one. Wonderful Ecclesiastes. So good for Will Rogers. Right. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm going to say that it has to do with seeing God face to face and not, and surviving. That is exactly Nile. correct. Exactly. Correct. Thank you. Exactly Thank you. right. So that's why you called that place because he saw the face of God and survived. That's exactly why it's called Pinel. Ex- specifically. Okay, thank- Excellent. Thank you. And I have a, a praise report. Yes. Uh, on Monday, I told you all about praying for um, our friend Travis and his wife Melissa. And last night, right before prayer meeting, I got the message that Travis was approved for the transplant. So we're we're now waiting for a call <laughs> for him to get his trans retransplant. Actually, so yeah. thank y'all for praying for Travis. What a godly man and godly family. We love love that family. Yeah, you know what? Let's. I just want to do this right now. Just stay on the phone with me. I just want to let's give an offer a prayer of Thanksgiving because that is Amen. such a powerful, powerful thing to happen where somebody gets to be added to a transplant list and he's re-added and so it's kind of a retransplant. So let's just give it a, a moment of thanks. Let's do it. Father, we okay. come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. First of all, we thank you and praise you for everything. But wow, yeah. wow, Lord, this mm-hmm. is amazing. And we are so blessed that you you moved into the lives for for Travis and, and did such a wonderful mm-hmm. thing for him and for Melissa. And we're just asking you, Lord God, that people would hear this testimony and strengthen their faith when they come and petition you and ask for help. Because, Lord, you give reason for thanks and praise. And we are so appreciative of your graciousness in this process. Thank you. And we pray you bless him as he goes through the process. Bless Travis. Give them both comfort and give them both uh, wisdom and the ability to share this testimony as you are a God who answers prayers. We give this thanks and offer it up as a sacrifice of our hearts. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, amen, amen, and and we do praise our miracle-working God, and we're praying for Ace. So, Ace, we love you, man. We're praying for your healing. So, thank you, David. All right, God bless we you. Love, love you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Excellent job. Bye. We just have cool people. I don't know what else you What are you going to say? We have cool people. That's how it goes. Um, okay, we did that. We did that. Uh, I do have this last section I got to teach. I got to really figure out how I want to do this because I still have history and we have to do history. So what we'll do is we'll do history in the next segment because that's kind of the best way to do it. And then we'll finish up on this, just this little bit right here. And I'm only going to start this. I'm gonna, this is going to be kind of like a two-parter. So just bear with me uh, as I as I teach this. We're still in Acts chapter 8. We're at verse 13. As we're finishing the read on Isaiah uh, 53, that being quoted, uh, this is what 
the eunuch was sharing with Philip. He's like, well, what does the scripture mean? What does this mean? I don't get it. And so this is the last part of the verse. He says, he was humiliated. He received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from him. And then the eunuch asks Philip, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? Okay. I'm going to say something that's just, oh, just people are just going to, please don't get offended at this, please. Okay. Listen to the question. The eunuch asked Philip, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? He's trying to figure out if the prophet is talking about himself or somebody else. Why is that important? Because people ask us questions all the time, and we uh, we we shovel answers without thinking. In other words, Noel will ask me a question. What does a, a guy like Dave do when she asks a question? Solve all the questions with his brilliant responses immediately without really listening to the question. Why does Dave do that? Because Dave's an idiot. That's why. But outside of that, because Dave thinks he knows it and he should just answer it and that will solve it. <laughs> Unfortunately and fortunately, Dave is not alone. Many of us will hear questions, and we hear bits and pieces, in, out, in, out. Shh. There's this great book. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a great book for business, and it talks about this one principle that's so important. And this is something Philip did, and we don't do it very often. You know what it's called? It's called being present. You think, well, what are you being present? Getting a present? No. It's not thinking about what you got to do in a half hour. It's not thinking about what's the next, next task on your list. It's not thinking, oh man, I can't forget about tonight. I got to cook that casserole. Plus, I got to get the laundry. It's not doing that. It's being present in the moment. And when we talk to one another, it's the, one of the worst things that, 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 that I do and Christians do it all the time. When people talk to us and engage with us, we're not always present. You challenge yourself and you will, you will be amazed. The next time you engage with somebody, just put a little meter in your head that says, where am I varying? Am I varying off of this discussion? And you will not believe how fast that buzzer goes off in your brain. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just <laughs> calculating calories or something. I don't know. Um, what I'm trying to say to you is we got to stop doing that. He asked him a question, and Philip needed to be present and available and listening to be able to answer that question. You think that's a small deal? People know when you're not present. That hurts more than anything. Okay, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. 
Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake it's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> so guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment. Because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it. Because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Got your last trivia question. Remember, our time's a little short, so we need to stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Here you go. Who, what famous leader in Israel, who named his first son, I have become an alien in a foreign land? Nobody looking to give any kind of answers like Mars or Neptune or something like that. That would be incorrect. Who named his first son saying, I have be who's saying, I have become an alien in a foreign land? Who leader of Israel said that? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must increase. 
dot org. I'm just going to tell everybody right now. <laughs> this could be a problem because everybody got it wrong. <laughs> so I want everybody to double check who said I have become an alien in a foreign land. Okay. This would be uh, post exodus or post Genesis. After Genesis. Nice recovery, ladies. <laughs> See, I'm there to help. I am here to help. Let's do history in the meantime. Let's see, history. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, here we go. Today is National Milk Chocolate Day. There is nothing wrong with milk chocolate. There is everything right with milk chocolate, and everybody should love milk chocolate. And I put it down twice. That's how much I like it. Okay. National Hamburger Day again. I'm sorry. And I'm still going to stick with it. People are like, well, if you don't do any of that, you can live like an entire six months longer. I don't want to. <laughs> I can't say that any clearer. It's National Water Park Day. I happen to like water parks. The first time I went to a water park, I was a little bit scared. Then since then, since after I turned 40, I've been able to do much better. Okay. That that was a good one right there. Uh, 1933, the first singing telegram. A fan sends Rudy Valley a musical birthday greeting. Who knew that? I did not know that. 1943, coffee rationing. I can tell you right now. They come up with all the stuff they want to in the world. You start rationing coffee in America. <laughs> Oh, you're going to have problems here. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say right now. So I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, 1978 on this day, Animal House. For the most people will know this, what this means. Instead of Torah, 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 it was Toga, Toga, Toga. Okay. And then finally, 1964, first photos of the moon by United States spacecraft. Ranger 7 is launched. Three days later, it sent back a series of pictures as it in, uh, impacted into the moon's surface. It would transmit over 4,300 photographs during its final 17 minutes of flight. Didn't know that. That's pretty good. All right. Let's go back to our trivia question, making sure everybody knows what's going on. Uh, I will say that Al was the first one to strike on this one and strike correctly. Uh, the trivia question. I got to remember the trivia question. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Who named his first son saying, I have become an alien in a foreign land? Uh, that's the question. If you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. The last portion of our text for today, I want to make sure to get to it. And it says this, all right? So after the eunuch asked Philip, you know, was Isaiah talking about himself or someone else? So that means, that does mean be present. It's a really important principle. In fact, Noelle and I have been working on that because sometimes I'll ask her something and she's caught up in work or she'll ask me something and I'm caught up in whatever. And so it's like you got to do a better job with one another in, in everything. I try to really work hard on that during this show. It's really important. Then verse 35 says this. So Philip began at the same with the same passage. And then Philip told him the good news about Jesus. So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told the good news. So listen to what it says. So then Philip, beginning with the same scripture. Beginning with the same scripture. Now, why is that important? You think, well, so? Ah, ah, ah. 
He didn't try and take him down a Roman's road. He didn't pull out a Jack Chick track and say, follow this. He didn't pull out a he must increase ministry brochure and go follow this. He started with where the eunuch was. He didn't try and move him. He took him from where he was. Why is that important? Because what we, what people do is they feel comfortable if they can make a person follow maybe a script or something like that. It's like, well, that sounds good. And it, in, in theory, it does work. I'm not saying it doesn't work. But what Philip did was he began at the exact place the guy was and told him the good news about Jesus. Ultimately, you don't have to be brilliant in your communication of any of this. All you got to do is remember, because of Jesus, there's good news. And you don't try and move the person where they're not. Pick it up to where they are. I've had a conversation with... Uh, people, I'm trying to give you kind of a, a practical application. I've had a conversation with people that were like, well, I, I don't know if I quite believe yet, and, but I just certainly don't want to go to hell. Is it wrong for me to believe because I don't want to go to hell? And then uh, and and then uh, if something comes of it later, like, is that a wrong attitude for, for somebody to have? Well, first of all, it, it, it is deficient, but it's not wrong for a person to say to Jesus, show me. Teach me. Help me to understand. If a person is searching for the Lord and they're genuinely searching, there's nothing wrong with praying, Lord, meet them in the search. I've prayed for family members and for different people that the Lord would reveal himself. Well, how could that? That's just, It's biblical. And you pray, Lord, show them. Teach them. Now, in these cases that I'm talking about, these people wanted this, okay? You, you don't get to just say, you know, Lord, give them the gospel, knock them on their keys like you did Saul, even though they hate you. You know, it's like that, that's quite what we're talking about. We're talking about a sharing or witnessing, and you don't have to give them the full, the full exposure to every moment of every theological concept. You just tell them, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If they believe in their heart that Jesus raised from the dead and they confess that with their mouth, guess who's on track to being saved? They are. Start with where they're at. Maybe they're spiritually in tune. Maybe they're spiritually dull. Maybe there's no spiritual. I don't know. Everybody that Jesus encountered was different. One guy was full of demons. Think he was on a spiritual track? I think he was just looking for help. And I'll tell you something that I think has been lost in the gospel. I do. I really personally believe this. I think as Christians, we don't proclaim the gospel with the hope that it comes with. And I think that's where a big loss is. Because we're not just talking about sitting on clouds and playing strings on harps and reading the same magazines that we were reading when we were in a dentist's office. We're talking about dancing on streets of gold for a place that God has prepared that is beyond our ability to understand. That's a serious hope. And people are looking for that. They're looking for People want to live forever if it's great. There will be nothing greater than the heaven and earth that God is preparing for us. Nothing.
that's what you witness to. The love of Jesus and the hope he brings to us. Yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Trivia question. Who named his first son saying, I have become an alien in a foreign land? The answer to that was not Larry, not Curly, but Mo. Moses. Yeah, that was a fun show. All right. Great job. Everybody did a great job. Love everybody. Keep it going. We'll take our break and come back tomorrow. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, each Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.